Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come Silver. Let's go, big fella. Willard Owens, land speculator and money lender in the town of Halfway, entered Meeker's general store. Tom Meeker and his wife Nellie greeted Owens, and Tom's smile was happy as he spoke. Mr. Owens, Nellie and I will be over to your office first thing in the morning. We're going to pay off our note in full. Then we'll own this place outright again. But, Tom, your note isn't due for a week. Besides, you told me last month you were broke. That was last month, Mr. Owens. His uncle died since then, the rich one in Ohio. Oh, I see. He left his money to me. I didn't know about it till this week's mail. They're bringing in the first installment in cash on the stage from St. Joe tonight. It'll be more than $5,000... So the first thing we'll do is pay you. That evening, after sundown, two men, Chili Fletcher and Ted Vernon, stealthily entered through the rear door of Owen's office, a frame building at the end of the main street. Owen's immediately locked the doors and lowered the window shades. 
Then he turned to the men. Are you sure no one saw you coming here? Positive, boss. We were real careful. Hunter. Yeah. What's up, boss? And I'll tell you quickly. When the stage from St. Joe comes in tonight, Tom Meeker and his wife will be at the station waiting to collect a lot of money. While they're away from the store, I want you to break in from the rear and wait for them to return. And they told me they'll leave the money in a safe. Later, after collecting the satchel which held their money, Tom and Nellie Meeker left the stagecoach station and returned to their store. Nellie, just think, all we had to do was sign a piece of paper and they handed it right over to us. Tom, I still think we should have left it at the coach office until we... Tom, hmm? Tom, someone's behind the counter. Shut up! He's out cold. Keep your hand over a month, let's say, and I'll use a gag. Boss, I gagged her then. After that, we tied up the old man, put the two of them behind the counter, and locked the front door. We were out of the place in less than five minutes. Yeah, that's the money in the satchel, boss. Nice work, boys. I'll open it and see how much is in it, huh? Ah, look at that pile. Hey, what's that printed on those wrappers or on the bills? Bank of Steubenville. That's in Ohio. That's where Meeker's uncle died. Fifty-eight. Nine, sixty. Six thousand even. Hey, that's a nice haul. The biggest one yet. I'm going to take my split and ride to Dodge City. Are you crazy? Even that dumb Sheriff Knox would suspect you if you did a thing like that. But I don't see. Never mind the butts. Stay right here in town till the uproar that follows this robbery subsides. Then we'll split up all the cash. I'll put this satchel where I've hidden the other loot. Help me push this desk back. Work fast. Sheriff Knox received word of the robbery late the next morning. And Sheriff, when I, when I couldn't get into the store, I looked in the window, and Tom and his wife were on the floor, all bound and gagged. You better come right with you. Neither Tom nor Mrs. Meeker could furnish clues. I was knocked out before I knew what was happening. Their faces were covered, that's all I know. I wouldn't know their voices again if I heard them. Sheriff Knox sent deputies with small posses to comb the countryside, seeking some trail of the mysterious robbers, but without any success. Meanwhile, the sheriff remained in town and, in his sincere but bungling way, questioned the men known to have been in halfway on the night of the robbery. All of them had alibis, including Chili and Ted. We were in the cafe, Sheriff. There was so much going on there, we didn't think about leaving till after daylight. That's a fact. We have friends who'll prove it. Besides, if we were going to rob anyway, it wouldn't be Tom Meeker. Who'd ever think he'd have all that money? Nobody in this town, that's sure. Yeah, I guess you're right. Some of those outlaws in Dodge City and St. Joe get inside information on money shipments. I'll get around and ask some more questions. <laughs> you see how he falls for that? No wonder the boss pick these down who operate from. Willard Owens managed to keep close to Sheriff Knox, pretending to help, but actually hindering the lawman. He was with the sheriff when Knox made a report to the Meekers that evening. Folks, I'm sorry. There's nothing new. Those crooks didn't leave a clue as far as I can make out. Tom. Oh, what's gone is gone, Nellie. Nothing we can do but pray. 
Mr. Owens, it looks like I'm not going to pay off your note ahead of time after all. That's that's too bad. The thing that makes me feel worse, though, is... Well, Tom, you know me, my bow, I think. I've made a strict rule never to let sentiment interfere with business. I've heard tell. Uh, Mr. Owens, you mean if we don't meet our note when it's due, you'll take over this store? It's collateral, Mrs. Meeker. But is that what you mean? I'm afraid it is. Much as I dislike doing it. Well, doggone, Mr. Owens, if you dislike doing it, then don't. Don't upset yourself, Sheriff. We made a bargain with Mr. Owens. It's not his fault that we lost the money. But if you lose the store... We'll not lose it, Sheriff. This town's going to become big. People are going to prosper here, and so are we. You see, I'm going to pay off Mr. Owens. What? What did you say? I'm going to pay the note, interest, and all on the day the note falls due. It'll leave me broker than I've ever been, but I'll do it. But where you get the money, Tom? Even if you sold all your merchandise, you couldn't get together $2,000 for it. Snap with Grogan, the fella that runs the freight wagon, is bringing us a new load of stock. I made arrangements with Oscar England a long time ago for him to take over the entire shipment when it gets here. England? Who's he? He's head of that colony of Swedes that just settled out along the Golden River. They brought plenty of money with them. But they need food bad to see them through the winter. They have very little on hand. England's driving in the day after tomorrow. When Grogan arrives with his load... We'll transfer all the food onto England's wagon, and England will pay me in cash. Three thousand dollars. I'll be with you when you receive the money, Tom. We'll make sure you never get robbed again. Late that night, Chili Fletcher and Ted Vernon were summoned to Willard Owen's office once more. After the doors were locked and the shades were lowered, Owen spoke. Boys, you're in the clear as far as Sheriff Knox is concerned. You're free to move around now. I want you to help me get that store of Meeker's. But, boss, you're rich. Why do you want that place? Because I believe what Meeker himself believes. This town will be big one day. People will get rich, and a store like Meeker's will be more valuable than a gold mine. I want it. But if he pays off his note, Meeker will keep it. He's not going to pay this time either. I'll tell you why. Briefly, Owens repeated his earlier conversation with Meeker and ended... But Grogan will never deliver the food to Meeker. His wagon will be passing the Giants' playground sometime late in the afternoon. On the day after tomorrow, let it be known that you're heading west for Dodge City. Leave town in that direction. When you get a mile or so away, ride into the hills. Turn around and circle the town, riding east to the Giants' playground. When you get there, wait until... The Giants' Playground, two hours' ride to the east of Halfway, was a vast expanse of land covered for endless miles with rocks of every size and formation. It was an ideal hiding place. At sundown, two days after Owen and his hirelings had met, Snap Whip Grogan drove his six-horse freight wagon around a bend at Giant's Playground. Snap Whip's helper, Roscoe Taylor, was the first to see the two masked riders bearing down on the wagon from the nearby rock incline. Before he or Snap Whip could react, the outlaw's bullets tore into them. And both men tumbled from the driver's seat, falling onto the rock-strewn road. The two crooks disregarded the fallen men. Instead, they rode after the lead horses of the freight wagon and slowed them to a stop. Hey, hey, hey. 
Ted, you drive the wagon. You turn off the road here, then drive around the mesa and continue on west, away from the road. Yeah, where we hide the wagon? In that long hollow in the foothills at the other side of the playground. That's a good spot. It's less than an hour's ride from town. See? And the wagon will be hidden so it can't be seen from the road or from the hills. Come on. Get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. Later, the Lone Ranger and Tonto rode westward toward Halfway and planned to camp on the hills outside the town. As they sped around the bend at Giant's Playground, about an hour after sundown, they saw in the darkness before them the faint outline of two figures sprawled on the road. They reined their horses and dismounted. Oh, you oh, you oh, be close. He's got Get a lantern from your bag, Tonto. Bring it here, please. Ah, get it, Kim Sully. Here. Your lantern, Kim Sully. You light it. Yes. There. Otto, lay the light over here on this man. Uh-uh. Blood all over the ground. Let me see. Otto, this is Snap Whip Grogan, the freight driver. Ah. Let me see other man. Him, Grogan's helper. Him alive. So is Grogan. We'll stop the flow of blood, then bandage them. Ah. Freight wagon not in sight. Wagon gone. We'll not look for it now. When we bandage these men, we'll carry them to the doctor in halfway. Then we come back, look for wagon? Perhaps. Our first object, though, will be to find the men who shot these two. The cooks, Tilly Fletcher and Ted Vernon, took the freight wagon and horses across the giant's playground to a hiding place in the foothills outside the town of Halfway. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger and Tonto, following the main road, reached the town of Halfway with the two wounded men and brought their horses to a stop in front of the doctor's office, a few doors from the general store. They lifted the wounded men from the horses and carried them into the doctor's office. A crowd of loungers hurried across the street from the cafe. Hey, that hombre's mask. And the feller he's toting is snap with Grogan. And the other's Roscoe Taylor. They're both shot up. Get the sheriff quick. Sheriff! The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes... Please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue. Settler Oscar England had driven to halfway that day to await the food supply that Snap Whip Grogan was to have delivered to Tom and Nellie Meeker. He was one of the crowd that milled outside Dr. White's office when Grogan and Taylor were carried in by the Lone Ranger and Tonto. An hour later, while Meeker was in the general store, Sheriff Knox, accompanied by the masked man, entered to talk to the distraught man and his wife. Tom, Mrs. Meeker, I'm awfully sorry. I don't want you to be afraid of this masked man. He found Snap Whip and Roscoe. He wants to help you. No one can help us now. I'll try, Mrs. Meeker. The sheriff told me about your misfortunes. The robbery two nights ago, and now this. He'd like to hear your story firsthand if you'll feel up to telling him. You mind? I'll do it, Sheriff. Stranger, maybe I ought to give you some background. At that moment, Chili Fletcher and Ted Vernon, who had circled the town after hiding the freight wagon, entered the main street from the west and dismounted at the edge of the crowd outside Dr. White's office. Hey, Flip, what's going on here? Somebody get hurt over at the cafe? Nope, Chili. Snap Whip Grogan and Roscoe Taylor were brought in a while ago. All shot up. What? What's that you say? Only shut up? You mean they're not dead? Nope. Leastways, they weren't a few minutes ago. Chili, step back here a minute. See? Take it easy, Ted. Don't act so suspicious. What's the matter? Chili, if those two hombres pull through, it could be bad for us. Why should it be? They didn't see our faces. Who's that behind you? Huh? Where? Hey, you what? It's an engine. How? Engine, what were you doing? Did you hear what I was just saying? Me, not savvy. I said to you, don't bother with that dumb redskin. He don't know a word you're saying. Now, let's move out of here and go see the boss right away. All right. Engine, Vamos. Uh-huh. Now, that chase him. Ted, we didn't figure on this. Could change the boss's plan. Well, there's a light on in his office and nobody's near the building. They're all around here. We'll sneak around to the rear. Meanwhile, in the general store, Tom and Nellie Meeker completed their story for the Lone Ranger's benefit. And it looks as if we're not going to hold on to this place after all. Mr. Owens knew about this shipment, didn't he? Yep, he did. We told him about it. You also told him about the money that was stolen before it arrived. He was the only one. But, stranger, that's no reason to suspect Owens is mixed up in this. He's a skinflint, sure. But he doesn't have to steal. He's the richest man in town. Then why does he want this store? Tom, I think that's a good question. Sheriff, why don't you ask Owens that tonight? Persuaded by the Lone Ranger, Sheriff Knox set out for Willard Owens' office. The Lone Ranger was with him, and as they neared the building, they saw Tonto emerge from the shadows. Tonto hurried to the masked man. Kimasabi, we just gonna look for you. We won't talk alone. Right over there. Sheriff, will you please excuse us? We'll only be a minute. All right. The Lone Ranger withdrew a few paces and spoke in a low tone with Tonto. Tonto told of the words he had heard exchanged by Chili and Ted. He concluded, Them think me go away, but me come back and watch them. See them sneak into building. I'm in there now. Did you see what they were doing? No, Kimasabi. Them pulled down window shade. That seems suspicious in itself. So it would be bad for them if the two wounded men recovered. They said they were going to see the boss today. Then say that, Kimasabi. Me hear him. Lucky you did, Toto. Uh, Sheriff Knox. Yep. Sheriff, do you know two men named Chili and Ted? Uh, sure I do. Chili Fletcher and Ted Vernon. They're pals. Why? What connection do they have with Owens? Those two? Hmm. No connection. They're saddlemen. Mr. Owens wouldn't know them at all. 
Would it surprise you if I told you they are in his office right now? It certainly would. They left for Dodge City this morning. You mean they are in there? Tallow saw them enter. It might be wise to find out what their association with Owens is. While you're about it, you might ask them what they know about the shooting of Grogan and Roscoe. Say, you think they're mixed up in the holdup? You do, don't you? Well, let's get in there right away and start asking questions. Uh, no, no, Sheriff. This time, that's your job. Thanks for your confidence, but we'll wait here. Be sure you do, because I want you to know what takes place. I'll not be long. Tonto, we'll hurry to the rear of Owen's shack. The shades might be down, but we may be able to listen at the door. Ah. At that moment in his office, an irate Willard Owens was upbraiding Chili and Ted. You bungling idiots! Why didn't you make sure they were dead? Suppose they recover. Boss, I just saw the knob on the front door turn. Maybe quiet. Who in thunderation is that? Mr. Owens! Mr. Owens! It's Sheriff Knox! What does that idiot want? Go away, Sheriff! I'm busy! I gotta see you, Mr. Owens! Gotta see you right away! You sure he didn't see you two come in here? Positive. Nobody saw us. Just a minute, Sheriff! Now, come on. I'll let you out the rear door. We're gonna let the old coot in. But, boss... Do as I say. Get out. Hide in the bushes in back of this place. Coming, Sheriff! I get rid of the sheriff, I'll raise the shade on the window next to this door. I'll tell you what to do about Grogan's wagon, then. All right, now hurry. The Lone Ranger and Toto had been kneeling at the rear door with their ears hard against the cracks that lined it. They heard the last words that Owen spoke and rose to their feet quickly. Then they sprinted into the nearby underbrush. Get out of the way, just in time. They're coming out now. Let's get back further. We'll hide behind this boulder. Then come this way. Over here, Ted. You see anyone around? No. Maybe we should have stayed near the door to listen to what the sheriff had to say. <laughs> He's probably asking the boss to help him look for the crooks who took the wagon today. Yeah. Like he was asking his advice about what to do after we took that money from the Meekers. Speaking about money, Chili, it's about time we took our cut on the jobs and got out of these parts. I don't like this thing tonight. That is how I feel. Our luck can't hold out forever. He has the money in the office. We'll tell him we want our share when we go back. And there's Grogan's freight wagon out there in the hollow. We have an interest in that, too. Yeah, leave it out there. You'll never be able to sell it to the Swedes anyway. We've got him in a tight spot, Chili. You ever think of that? See, a lot of times. He don't give us a big enough cut in the jobs we do. He lines up the jobs for us. He gives us half, don't he? Yeah, but that's it. Hey, Chili, look. The shade's gone up. The sheriff must be gone. Yeah, that was quick. See if the road's clear, Ted. All right. Nobody in sight, Chili. Then let's go. Well, that was that, Tonto. We couldn't have found a better spot. Now we know just what happened. Them crooks that hold up freight wagon. That's sure. They've done more than that, Toto. We must put an end to them and their boss tonight. The Lone Ranger and Toto hurried from the underbrush out into the street, where Sheriff Owens was looking around vaguely. He saw them. Oh, there you are. I was looking for you. You were wrong about Chili and Ted Vernon. They weren't in Owen's office. That's because he let them out before you entered. Quickly, the Lone Ranger told what he and Toto had heard. Then he outlined a plan briefly. The sheriff shook his head when the masked man ended. It sounds kind of outlandish to me. But you're right, though. You can't catch crooks without evidence. 
I'll get my men together in a couple of minutes and come back and do what you suggest. The teller will stay with you. I'm going back. Ten minutes passed, and in his office, Willard Owens, after boasting of how he dismissed the sheriff abruptly, became as angry as he had been before. I know this much. After tonight, you two are no good to me. If an idiot like Knox is suspicious of you... He's suspicious of you too, boss. He wouldn't have barged in here looking for us like you say he did. Billy! Open the door! Quick! What? Who's that? I know. It's from outside the back door. Don't go near there. I'll handle this. Who's there? Who are you? Open the door. You break it down, whoever he is. All right, have your guns ready. I'll open it. All right. That was a masked man. Boys, the sheriff's wise, I think. We'll have to make a run for it. What are you saying? Who are you? Can't you guess? Didn't the boys tell you? Now listen, the sheriff's going out to the hollow before the night's over. He'll get the wagon. Now hold on. And... How do you know about the wagon? Stop pretending you don't know me, Ted. I'm doing this because it's important. Did you collect yet? Collect what? Our share on the Meeker job and the others. What? Oh, and you'll never be able to sell that food to the Swedes, so hey, you... Hey, what is this? How do you know about that? Stop the act, Ted. You and Chile were prepared to pass up that bit. But, Owens, you'll have to hand over more than 50% of the loot you have here. Isn't that right, boys? Is this some scheme you cooked up, you two? Boss, we do want a bigger cut, especially on the Meeker job. We took a big chance on that one. But this hombre don't figure in it. Suppose I say I'll not give you a time. If you want money, do what I plan to do with the shipment we took from Grogan. Sell it to Oscar England. His calling needs food badly. They'll pay five times Boss, as much. that side window's open. Did you do that? No, I did. Before I came in here. Oh, you broke my shoulder. You're too slow with your guns, both of you. Now, back up against the wall. You too, Owen. I don't shoot, please. The sheriff will be here in a few minutes after hearing those shots. Stranger, I'll split a fortune with you. Shoot these two again. Kill them. You filthy double-crossers. Fast. I have evidence to prove they robbed the Meekers. The money they took from them was still in the bank wrappers. We'll plant the bills on them. Are you crazy? What are you laughing about? Look behind you. You'll see. What? Sheriff Knox. Yes, Mr. Owens. You fooled me once tonight and a lot of times in the past. But your fooling days are over now. You heard? Everything. From outside that window and just now when we sneaked in the door behind you. Me and my deputies. Boys, arrest these fellows. Bandage those wounded men first, Sheriff. You need to keep them alive to testify against Owen. No one will testify against me. He has a gun. Oh, take it. Dog gun knocked Owen's out with one punch. He's yours, Sheriff. So is the case against him. Come on, Toto. Boys, some of you started looking for that money they talked about. We'll never get to use it, so I'll tell you where it is. It's under the floor beneath the desk. Tom Meeker, did you hear that? Your money's here, and we know where your food shipment is. Yep, I was with the engine right behind you listening. I'll save my store now. And to make it legal, I'll pay off my note, even if Owens is in jail. Sheriff, thanks Don't for... thank me, Tom. I just came in at the end. Thank the mass man who saved Grogan and Roscoe and who brought all this about. Thank the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger 